the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is 6 o'clock. It's a Tuesday. And uh, I woke up this morning with a smile on my face, ready to eviscerate the President of the United States, just to be honest with you. Not hard to do. After watching that speech yesterday, I wanted to throw up. I really wanted to throw up. Literally. You know, how many of you remember April 1975? I do. All right, that's when Saigon fell. Mm-hmm. That's when Saigon fell. And uh, I saw a meme yesterday, and it just it just made me mad because it showed a Sigorsky helicopter. Those are the ones that you see, and they got the two big blades on either end of them. And that's usually what they use when you're lifting troops out of battle and things of that nature. And uh, showed it coming off of the top of the... Um, Vietnam, Saigon um, building, the embassy there in, in Saigon. Then next to it was a Sigorsky helicopter coming off the top of the embassy in Kabul. There won't be anybody on the roofs. There won't be any helicopters. That's what he said. Off. That's what he said. Yeah, that's Six exactly what that's an helicopters we've left behind for the son of a gun said (laughs) heather i did good i did just like your dad does (laughs) go right up to the edge and it's oh i can't say that that. oh yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) i came close i'm trying to get there because i do i feel that way i I feel that way about this to hear the president of the united states say we had no idea this was going to happen that my friends is a lie it is a direct and obvious lie they they've nobody has complained about intelligence in afghanistan we've had people embedded over there for years and they knew what was happening i knew what was going to happen when we when we when we closed the air base down in july that was the biggest tactical mistake i've ever seen because that's what was keeping the the Afghan army together, that, right. that air support. We're, we got the greatest air force in the world. And uh, when we use it, you, you turn you turn them loose and they, you know, shock and awe is, is an understatement. We should have taken care tell of you. our people. We should have got our people out of there yeah. before we completely pulled out. Yeah, I mean, that's that kind of crazy. Irresponsible. You know what it blew my mind is they went on television and said that the ambassador and his entire staff was at Kabul Air, Air, uh, uh, Airport. 
Why would what? you say that? Exactly. Kinda you know, like no, they're, they're not. The Taliban's not in the airport, but they got mortars. They got all kinds of stuff that they could have rained down on them and killed all those they people. All kinds of sort nice of like showing things. a picture of you talking to your supposed advisors and outing the CIA director and the locations of our other assets in Europe. Exactly. Kind of silly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I agree. It's silly. It and this man calls is. himself the president of the free, the, the leader of the free world, the president of the United States. Oh, that's not what he said the yesterday. He said, I'm, the most impo- <laughs> I'm the most powerful man in the world. I'm the president in the united states and the buck stops here if that's going to crucify his presidency he's done oh yeah if that's yeah. what power does i mean absolutely corrupt he's the most powerful man and then we have people we have americans that we can't get out and he's the most powerful man mm, we're in trouble cnn was attacking him last night well yeah <laughs> they were doing it this morning because oh, i flipped over this morning just to see what bad. they yeah. were saying and it was not it was good. not good they're like just you know own it yeah. own it yeah, it's yours. I think people, you wanted it. You yeah. got it now. Yeah, he got it. I think people wanted him to speak to the horror that we're seeing, and I didn't hear him say a word. No, okay he said, "I'm here because and we're this all happened because of all the other people." Yeah. President Trump was going to do this. Here, here, let me tell oh, you the yeah. difference. That's let me thing. just set this up so you know the difference, and then I got a clip from Senator Tom Cotton I want to play for you. If this had been Trump. There would have been conditions for the withdrawal. Mm-hmm, That's right. <laughs> if the Taliban had done anything, if there had been movement of their troops, we would have stopped. That's right. I mean, we were. There's not that many people in uh, Afghanistan troops as uh, when when Trump went left office. I think close to three thousand. That was about it. But he had the whole United States Air Force wait ready to unleash holy hell if necessary. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, you know, that's what that's the difference. And they believed him when he said, "I will do this if you do that." Yeah, they well, know. Full I don't well know. That I don't know. Biden even said comment. that. Gates was exactly right about Biden. For forty years, he's yes. been wrong yes. on every foreign policy ever for the United States. And he tried to say, oh, I even argued with Obama. I mean, you know, come on. It's not about you defending yourself, you piece of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> I want to get this piece in. Do we want to break first and then take the piece from Cotton? We could do Cotton now. All right. Let's do it. This is uh, Senator Cotton, uh, Fox and Friends. We cut out the Fox and Friends. You don't want to hear them. You want to hear Cotton. Here he is. We know we could destroy these guys. We let them come into the Capitol. The president, the gutless guy he is, who is as corrupt as the day is long, he fled for the hills. Nobody in re- as a replacement. So why did we do nothing? Yeah, Brian, the sayings from Kabul and Afghanistan more broadly are tragic and they're catastrophic for America. You know, Joe Biden announced about four months ago that we would withdraw from Afghanistan. But there's a difference between the decision to withdraw and how that decision was executed. Whatever you think of the first decision, the execution of Joe Biden has been recklessly negligent. Just yesterday, I heard from an Arkansan who was stuck behind Taliban checkpoints in Kabul. Uh, The best advice he was getting was to shelter in place and try to go fill out an electronic form on the State Department website. So we opened up our phone lines and email to any Americans that were stuck behind Taliban lines. In the last 12 to 18 hours, we've had four to 500 people contacting us, pleading for assistance for how to get to the airport and get out of the United and get out of Afghanistan. And remember, these are not just Afghan civilians who helped us. These are American citizens. 
citizens holding American passports who for four months did not receive guidance about what to do. And now the country is overtaken by an outlaw criminal gang like the Taliban threatening the lives of hundreds, if not thousands of Americans to say nothing of the strategic consequences of this debacle for the years to come for America and the world. Right. And just keep in mind, this came, this is where the attack on 9-11 came from. We're coming up on 20 years now. I don't know how President Biden even shows his face at an event there. And the Taliban leader has already made speeches. We can't get our president to make a speech. But the Taliban went to the palace, maybe gave a little speech with his favorite henchman around him with his nice rifle next to him. And the Taliban leader claims he spent eight years in Gitmo in the victory speech. Now he sits in the Kabul palace. Man, this was all self-inflicted. We let him out, probably never should. Negotiated with the, the Taliban five from there. We never should. And then we turned it, then we walked away and we were their colonels and captains. They had no leaders because the Americans were their leadership. They would fight, but when their leaders left, you know what happens, but then you would, you're a military guy. They had no leadership. Yeah, Brian, we, we've let people out from Gitmo for 20 years. We should have had uh, uh, military trials for them and summarily executed most of them as war criminals. And now they're back on the battlefield. Thousands of Taliban and Al-Qaeda prisoners from across Afghanistan have been released from prisons in the last few days, once again back on the battlefield. And as you said, Afghanistan is the place from which the 9-11 attacks were planned and launched. Ever since Joe Biden announced in the spring that we would withdraw from Afghanistan, I've asked for answers about how we plan to protect ourselves. That's our core interest in Afghanistan, is not allowing a group like al-Qaeda or ISIS right. to gain uh, a safe haven to once again attack the United States. We've never had an answer. And you see the consequences of the terrible, ill-planned, disorganized withdrawal right. that Joe Biden is responsible for. Now he won't even appear on camera to explain the circumstances and what's next for the American people. So what do you say to people like you, like the President Trump, who said, I'm against this endless war. I want everybody out of there. Um, are they, are you guys, do you guys have a leg to stand on to be critical of President Biden? Well, Brian, as I said, there's a difference between the decision to withdraw and how this decision was executed. The last three presidents have all wanted to get out of Afghanistan. I understand the sentiment, but the consequences of that withdrawal are now being played out on TV. The ill-planned and disorganized, chaotic withdrawal that Joe Biden oversaw is going to be catastrophic for America for years to come. Look, he announced this decision at the height of the fighting season. He wanted it all troops out by September 11th, a politically symbolic date to be sure, but a tactically dangerous one. That is when the Taliban traditionally is reaching peak fighting season. All he had to do perhaps was wait a few more months to get into the winter months and we would have had a much more orderly transition. You would have had time to get all these American citizens out of Afghanistan. As it is now, we have Americans who are stuck behind enemy lines in Afghanistan with no clear way to get out of the country. You said Afghanistan, not Kabul. Kabul, they have some hope. Are we going to be sending our choppers into Afghanistan, into Jalalabad and uh, Kandahar where some of our people, allies and Americans might need some help? Are we going to go into harm's way? And then what if the Taliban shoot at our, our you know, their shoulder-fired missiles, take aim at one of the Chinook helicopters? What do we do then? Are we back in a war that Joe Biden didn't like anymore? Um, but so many questions. It's unfolding in, in real time right now, and I don't know how it ends. But I hate the way, I hate the way uh, what we're experiencing now, Senator. And also, there's a story here. The president disarmed, the president of Afghanistan disarmed the Northern Alliance over the last few years. Why would he do that? Legitimate fighters disarmed.
that would have been able to fight off the Taliban. Yeah, it, we have to look into that. Yeah, Brian, we do. Yeah. Um, the situation is so much worse now than it was in 2001. The Taliban's in charge of the whole country. Back then, they didn't control the north. And just look at all the weapons and equipment they've been able to seize as well. And they can claim that they drove America out of Afghanistan in a chaotic, disorganized withdrawal. That was really important, that last segment right there. They will claim that they drove that? us out. And they will. They already are. The head of the Taliban is one of the prisoners that Obama exchanged for Bergdahl. Think about that for a moment. Mm. All right. He's the head dude. He's the head dude. But those people weren't going to go back to Afghanistan and and continue with their terrorism. Of course not. Of course course not. not. Definitely not. They just hate us. I was watching CNN this morning. I know. Forgive me. (laughs) I was watching CNN and they had a reporter on the ground and, uh, this is what she said. She, they're showing a clip, and and these Taliban fighters death are saying, to "Death to America! Death America. to America!" And she, yeah. she says, they're, "They're claiming death to America, but they seem pretty nice." Yeah, they seem. Yeah, they, they seem. Yeah, they what? seem. Nice. Word is seem. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, camera went off and they cut her head off. No, I'm just kidding. They, yeah, didn't, no. they didn't do that. But it's I'm just saying that's what they want to do. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, it won't be long before we're going to see those videos coming around again. No, they're and if we're be. lucky, they will not be in our country. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, how about the cages and setting people on fire? It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. You know that. And our border not, is. Wide it's coming. There already. It, yeah, the border is wide open. And Keep that one in mind too. To what's coming in? Yeah, absolutely. All right, we've got to get a break in, and then we'll come back. We're going to talk uh, more. We've got the female power panel here. Elizabeth is here today, as she always is. Heather Beach is here, and Dallas Green is here in the studio with us. If you want to, if you want to see them, go to uh, of course Facebook dot com slash Dave Ellswick Show. That's all right. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying hearing what I said. That's, That's pretty right. cool. Anyway, <laughs> don't freak out. It's okay. Oh, but my phone keeps it's going okay. on. It's all right. It's 19 after 6. We got more and a lot more to talk about. What does this mean for our country? That's important. And uh, see, April, and we're, we're in August right now, so April. So we're in what, May, June, July, August, so four months. So four months. We're just four months separating the fall of Saigon in 1975 from the fall of Kabul in 2021. Mm. And you who are my age, you remember that well. You mm-hmm. remember seeing that. Yes, it it was do. eerily similar. The people that were trying to climb into the helicopters and the people trying to climb into the plane. Yeah, what about the people hanging on to the side of the plane? I mean, what does that say? Here's what it says. It says you've watched too many Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, you think that you can actually hold on to the side of a plane? Think of the desperation. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've all seen that video of those people running across the tarmac in front of those planes. Tell you a story about a female who is not in Afghanistan, that she's going back to Afghanistan and why when we return here on the dave ellswick show don't forget about dustin turner now's the time to sell your home if you really want to sell it i was looking at selling next year i changed my mind Uh, i'll give you one story i've come across Uh, my son-in-law who's been doing some work for me at the house uh, and does really good work at laying tile and putting baseboard and cord around and all that stuff down we're making some different changes 
uh, to the house because we're going to sell. And his buddy got orders about a month ago uh, to PCS. That's military lingo for permanent changes station. Uh, they're moving him from here at uh, Little Rock Air Force Base. And I don't know which Air Force Base that he's going in uh, or going to over in, in Germany, but he's going to one of them. And anyway, he uh, he put his house up for sale. And he uh, put it up on a Thursday. He had 16 showings of that house on a Friday and Saturday. And he was sold on Monday for several thousand dollars over what he asked. That's how, and that was just recently. I mean, it, that market is that hot out there. And here's the kicker: he's out in Austin. That's not like he is in a thriving metropolis or something. Yeah, you know. Just think about that. I mean, he sold that fast. So, um, hey, I was born, but not yesterday. So I, I said, uh, Linda, we're going to go ahead and sell the house. Are you sure? I'm never more sure of my life. I looked at Zillow, and my house is worth $100,000 more than when I bought it. So at that point, it's time for me to look at selling. I'm not going to look at a gift horse in the mouth like that. That's just not going to happen. So I'd already talked to Dustin about selling the house. Uh, I told him that I would make my mind up when I was on vacation. I made it before I'm leaving. That's going to be in September. And uh, turned around, and uh, we're going to sell probably in October early November and be done with it. So keep that in mind and call Dustin Turner. Here's what makes him special. He knows how to use the internet to its full capabilities so he can get your house in front of people and a lot of people uh, so that they can fall in love with your house and they'll come out, look at it. And then somebody will make an offer to you. All you got to do is call him. Okay. Uh, 501-952-2969 is his number. 501-952-2969. You can Google him at Dustin Turner, the home team. You can go online to hometeamsoldit.com. I called him, 501-952-2969. I told you, he's the only agent that I would use if I got ready to sell my home, and that's the truth. Just All right, back. All right, we're sitting here talking tonight. That's better. Today's the second Tuesday of uh, August, is it not, uh, it is. Heidi? So today is uh, Blazing Saddles? No? Was it last week? It was last week? I missed it? Oh, my God. I missed the movie. Okay, anyway, I know the next the next one we got is Apocalypse Now, which has got my all-time favorite line from any movie. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. It smells like victory. You know? And I was said... That was not said as truth. It was said in a snide way, mm-hmm. but it is true. If you're if if you're a fighting man, you like the smell of napalm in the morning because it means it's the enemy that's cooking, not you. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. All right. So anyway, I, I'll move on. I shouldn't have said that. I'll get I'll get some bad emails from that. <laughs> I will. Now, you just said you were cooking the enemy. Well, we did. It's yeah. part of That's the deal. That's what war is. <laughs> yeah, war is about destroying your enemy. Yep. That's exactly what it's about. People don't like to think of it that way, but it is. All you got to do is look at Afghanistan right now. I, I promise I tell a story real quickly. 
a lady. She's not in Afghanistan right now. She was at a meeting. She is a teacher over in Afghanistan, and she's going back. And she's going back, and guess what? She knows she's going to get killed. She knows she's on, you know, the S list for the Taliban. Uh, They've got her name. Uh, They had already went to her home, and she wasn't there. Uh, They're watching it. She's going home, and uh, she will be arrested, and she will be executed. Think about that. Just for being a teacher. Just for being a teacher. Now, I'm not saying that we need to stay there forever, but with that said, we're still in Europe. We're still in South Korea. We're still in a lot of places, in Japan, a lot of places uh, where we keep the peace, basically. I mean, right. you don't, you don't, you don't think that the Soviet Union didn't roll over Europe because we weren't there, do yeah, you? Right, that's right. Because we were there. You don't think that uh, the Un family might not thought that we can take on South Korea, but we don't want to take on the, the might American. of the United States. That's right. I mean, just bottom line is that it's the truth. We've been for all of you who hate this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do more to keep the peace than we ever did of breaking the peace. All right. Stay tuned. We've got more coming your way. We've got the, uh, the news coming up here in just a moment. And we will hear what's the latest horror story coming from uh, over in Afghanistan. All right. Back with you. Don't forget about Cabot Emergency Hospital. I've been uh, talking about them now for several months. And I've given you some really clear examples of how good they are with my grandson with uh rd hopper and his uh, employee over at sunny's who cut himself real bad and they were going to go all the way into north little rock and uh was the employee who said what's that what's that hospital ellswick talks about and they ended up coming over to cabin emergency hospital and he got all the stutures that he needed as far as that i've used them uh you'll remember when i had my run-in with uh MRSA, and they had me on a pick line and it came undone and i looked down at my shirt and it was pure just bright red i was bleeding out basically not bleeding out i wasn't bleeding that badly i was i was, <laughs> ble- was bleeding out bleeding. Your blood. there was a lot of blood there i'll just tell you that and i got there and i was in the back and it was in three minutes and i was uh fixed and and out of there in 10 uh they did a fantastic job they'll do a fantastic job uh, for you now if you're having a heart attack and they'll know because they got an on-site lab and it's your blood work that tells them if you're having a heart attack or not it's the enzymes that's in your blood that says heart muscles being destroyed and that you're having a heart attack and it's not just indigestion or something uh they'll get you to a, a cardiologist at a major hospital as quickly as they can you know when you're driving 100 110 miles an hour down 67 you can get over there pretty quick it doesn't take a long time i know i i traveled that route a couple of times so the bottom line is uh, cabot though can stabilize you get you all set up and they're right there on 89 right next to 67 167 as i try to tell everybody best thing to do is just look to the right of david's burgers yeah all right so if it's not you know life-threatening 
you can go there, get taken care of, and go have a David's Burgers <laughs> afterwards. You got to like After that. You, you survived the heart situation. Yeah. You can get some Pop fried food. You can do that. Take fries. care of it. got to love that. Clogged arteries. <laughs> so Cabot Emergency Hospital, they know your emergency matters. Why wait? Get back to your life faster. That's Cabot Emergency Hospital. All right. The female power panel is here. None of you identifies as a male, do you? No. Okay. So I don't have to, I don't have to try you know, to figure out what safe. your pronouns are, you're right? Safe. Okay, I'm like that. We don't need to have to figure that out. We understand. <laughs> I'm getting my safe closet right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we we talked about uh, you know, Afghanistan. It is the story to be honest with you. And it what, should be. What does this mean for us? Well, I hope that you've been paying some attention to it. You've been reading on it. Uh, you know, you can go on the internet and read from the morning to the night right now about this. You can watch it on television. You can listen to it about about it on the radio. But here's what this means. And, and Tom Cotton uh, touched on it a little bit. Senator was talking about what this will mean to the Taliban and to Al Qaeda. Uh, they have defeated. Whether you want to believe it or not, yeah, they've defeated the United States of America. That's it. That's right. They have defeated. They, and they, they will never let we us gave, forget yeah, that. Yeah, we gave them all of the free publicity that they needed. Yep. Yep. And we did. I mean, again, go back and tell you that the guy that's heading up to Taliban yeah. right now was in Gitmo. Eight years. And they let him out for, for bird dog, Bergdell or whatever mm-hmm. somebody i wish yeah, somebody get a microphone and stick it in front of him now <laughs> was it worth it oh i'm you sure traitor? Think so <laughs> i call him a traitor you remember his parents when they showed up on the video they're part of the cabal yeah mm-hmm. they're crazy That's right. they're all crazy it's just, it's crazy and uh for you who voted for biden because you just didn't like the way Trump yeah. went about mean, doing mean his thing. Yeah, you mean, mean tweets. Tweets. We hadn't yeah. seen mean yet. Here's, <laughs> they need here, to be here's, here's right my now. thought of that. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah, no doubt. And that's kind of how I feel about people who voted for. for I agree. Uh, I think they should Biden. be listed and have to go over there on the front lines. I think that's the only way they will actually appreciate. Well, I have, I've said true. this long. I bet you've heard your dad say this yeah. before. I think that. If you've never been outside this country, you don't know how good you got it. Absolutely. I agree. I've never been outside the country, but I'll I'll just take everyone's word for it. I have been, and that's what's wrong, is we are too damn soft. We are too accustomed to the freedoms and the liberties we've had all these years, Mm -hmm. and we don't even begin to understand what it took to get us Mm -hmm. there. Right. We're getting ready to find out firsthand. Mm Yeah. It's going to be on our doorstep before you know it, It and the things that we've seen in Europe are going to start happening here before you can even think about it. You're right. You better get trained and carry a gun. You better get ready. I think your last your last worry is going to be COVID-19. Exactly. Absolutely. That's just a distraction. I'm not saying it's not real. But it's, it's a just huge a dis- distraction from what is actually going on. The other important things that are life and death going on, not just COVID, the integrity of our elections, the terrorists coming up through the southern border unchecked. Those are life and death situations. But there are still people that are out there. I mean, I have friends that are out there who are just... I mean, they have blindfolds on, and they still don't know what's going on, even right now with everything that's going on. Too busy just... enjoying their soccer games and you know, oh, having yeah. fun like, and not understanding. Understand? 
Well, you know, you can enjoy your soccer game. You can enjoy your life in this great nation that we live in. But don't walk around ignorant. Clueless. There's no no reason for that. They're ungrateful. Well, I've elected, you know, whoever, and that person's going to save us. Yeah, they got to take care of us. We all better get busy working on getting us. Nobody's going to save us but God. Yeah, well, true. and people need to take personal responsibility. We we made that statement last yeah. week, yeah. and it, it's something that everybody's got to come to grips with, uh, whether you're a, a Christian or not. Because when I say God, I'm talking about the God, the God. right? All right, There's I'm talking about one. Yahweh. <laughs> I'm not talking about Allah. Allah and my God are not the same gods. No doubt. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allah doesn't have a son. My God does. Thank God for that. That's right. So uh, yeah. anyway, just yeah. some things to to keep in mind. You know, was it uh, not Samuel, but the other Adams, John Adams, uh, made the statement that our country was made for a moral people. Right. If you can look out on our country now and say we're a moral people. You don't know what morals are. If you yeah, do. yeah, you don't have any morals. That's that's that to be the, the case. And I'm going to talk to the Bible guys a little bit about that today uh, when they come on after this hour. They're into the second yeah. hour, and yeah. Scott will be here, and Steve will be here. I think Billy might make it, but he might not. He was here. He did a good job did getting here last week. He did week. great. <laughs> he did great to be here last week. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll have them on. So let me let me just ask when you guys talk to your friends all right and you just kind of mentioned it heather that they're still walking around with blindfolds on like they've, they've got blinders on they're like a racehorse that can only look straight ahead mm-hmm. they can't see any of the peripherals that mm-hmm. are happening uh what do you say to them or do you even spend your time saying anything i spend too much time saying stuff to them <laughs> to be honest i really yeah. do i and have more people should i have um it's not just my liberal friends i, I have conservative friends too that just it's i think it's a lot of it is apathy and well, ignorance no, people and are looking for a savior they want somebody else to come they in want, and do it yeah. for them yeah it's just some of my friends, like my one of my friends, she's a she's a big liberal, and um, I'm constantly sending her stuff all the time, and she's like, "Stop text messaging me this stuff." I'm like, "You have got to wake up. Do you not understand not what is to. going on?" She's got derangement syndrome. Do you not understand? You know, it's just it's very and she's not the only one. There's there's a bunch of them. It's very deliberate at this point. That's the thing that blows my mind. Most halfway intelligent people used to you could come to someone and say, "Um, I want to look at this, at least just kind of look at something that's different. And they would look now. It's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Don't even tell me. Don't even talk to me. She will not argue with anything. Uh, She will not argue with you about anything. Snoops. What is it that ever Snopes? Snopes. <laughs> the 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 liberals love to use that oh, yeah. as the, the, the standard. Did you see where they got into trouble? They got caught that, that some of their fact checking wasn't on the up and Accurate. up. That happened no. last mm-hmm. week. So I mean, I'd like to see some of those people that use that as the gold standard to 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 say something about that because I've had many people mm-hmm. send me that stuff. Oh, they will oh, yeah. ignore it and say that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's not important. It matters. You know that's. Yeah, all the all the fact checking that goes on. But on here's the, left the key: why fact check, check check if there's no truth? Right. Well, that's the whole thing. The only facts they're checking are whether you agree with their propaganda. Their emotions. Their emotions. Oh, I love when they look at me and say, "Well, my the, truth." And yeah. I go, "What do you mean your truth? There's yeah. only one truth. There's not delusional. multiple truths. They're delusional." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. And if the you, real question is, what can we do about any of this? 
except be unhappy about it. It's still my my belief that the most radical elements that are out there is still a decided large minority. But, but they're loud. Yeah, they're yeah. loud, they? and the media reports on Amplifies. them consistently. And we think that they're bigger than what they are, and they're not. Uh, it reminds me back, go back to the 70s, and it reminds me of how the anti-war movement was portrayed as being every college student in America, which it wasn't, uh, but then the hard hat showed up. That's right. All right. But same thing there. But they would get out in March at least. Well, right. But the turmoil back then as well was being amplified by the media. Yes, it was. You know, Glenn Beck said it hundreds of years ago, you know, there's more of us than them. And there are. And I believe that's true. However... Where are they? Where are we? Exactly. Yeah. So, We're not allowed. the apathy. No one's yeah. doing anything. Because yeah. the same, not th- this terminology plays out today as much as it did late 70s, 80s, and that is the silent majority. That's right. Yeah. But people are... Can't people, be silent anymore, no, folks. People have their it's hands okay. tied, either it's with their job, uh, their business. You know, people cannot speak out or they're afraid to offend a family member or a friend or something like that. Nobody wants to stand up because they're afraid of the repercussions that they're going to get if they people say are something. People going to be embarrassed when right. they look back, yeah. that they cower down and that they set silent whenever <laughs> the bad stuff starts happening in our country. They, they, if they're not embarrassed, they need to be. Yeah, that they were such a coward. I'll yeah. tell you, the ones Spineless. are going to be really embarrassed, the ones that supported abortion. Yeah, oh, yeah. A woman's right to choose to kill. I think to kill that, their own child. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, let's support yeah. the murderers. I'm just saying, there, <clears throat> yeah. there will come a time, and it might not be for years. It might be when you're on your deathbed, or you may never see it. But you yeah. will remember that. You will remember that, and the Democrat Party is the party of death there's no doubt about it up until the moment that your 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 head crowns uh with your mother and even then you're not safe even then out of the womb Uh how long it's gross i forget how many hours it is it's disgusting and they talk about how they do what what is palliative care yeah it's not palliative it's something else compassionate Compassionate care right you know what compassionate care is let me tell you what compassionate care is it's taking a baby that has been born, putting it on a metal uh, table, and putting a blanket over it. Because you put a blanket over it, uh, it made you compassionate. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. It's really sad that people are in a position where they're taking part in that for work. Mm-hmm. They know it's wrong. and they, Well, they sit there and they count the legs and the arms and the fingers and the body oh. and the head, the whole nine yards. What about the news story last week that we know that they're still harvesting organs and now they're doing it and on the, the basis of race? And yeah. the government is paying for That's it. That's right. And yeah. we're paying for it. Right we, now, 2.5 million. Well, and we're going to pay for it with our life. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah. All right. Got to get a break in. We got more to talk about. I got the ladies here for about another 10 minutes. So we'll be back to continue our conversation here on the Dave Ellswick Show. PI Roofing to take care of your roof. All right. You don't. You can be man, woman. Think you're a man. Think you're a woman. Whatever, and know that the best roofing company here in Central Arkansas is PI Roofing. Uh, they they do it all, man. They do it all. And I had Joel on, the owner, 
uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about how he got involved now with uh, Musk and uh, the Tesla people, and they can make your roof uh, a solar panel without putting those big bulky solar panels on top of your house. Uh, Musk has figured out how to make a solar panel out of a shingle. And it's like every third shingle, and you just kind of roll it out on top of your roof and attach it. So it's kind of cool. I want, I'm thinking about solar, but not now so much just because I know I'm selling my house. But if I was going to keep my house another year, I think that I would probably I would want to go to enough solar that I could do my hot water heater and my uh, heater and air conditioner by uh, solar. If I could do it that way. I always said I'd go green when it saved me green. And uh, that's and that's the way I look at it. I like technology. I love it when it works. All right, but PI Roofing, they're the people you got to talk to. 707-3551. They know all the new stuff. Talk to them about it. 707-3551 or piroofing.com. All right, so we're sitting here talking, and uh, I got Fox on on the on the big screen here, so we can keep up with the news. And uh, guess guess what the news is about. Afghanistan. Afghanistan, ding ding ding! You get a gold star. Okay, but the bottom line, they were showing the um, the video of those people running down the uh, tarmac, run, the, the tarmac, and onto the runway with that. Was that a C five A or C seventeen? I'm not sure which one it was. Uh, and the people holding on to the side of the plane, and then later on, you see them falling to their deaths uh, as they're you know trying to hold on to that plane and fly out so of afghanistan they're yeah. not even thinking yeah if you wonder if you live in the greatest country on earth think about that just for a moment mm-hmm. you do just for a moment that's right it's like a lot of people say you know i don't see all these people trying to leave america i see them trying to come to america any way they can on the side of racist. an airplane yeah mm-hmm. yeah we're a in the back country. of a of a semi <laughs> on a raft stuck. in the ocean uh, I, 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 I heard him say today that uh, a lot of the uh, people coming out of uh, Afghanistan, they're going to take them to Anderson Air Force Base in Guam. And I was in Guam as a, what was it, what, did I have two stripes at that time? Yeah, an airman. And uh, I was there covering it because I was working for the Far East Network in the Air Force at that time. And uh, I went over and was interviewing the Cambodian Boatlift people. Everybody remember the Cambodian boatlift? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. People getting on boats and you know, just kind of like Cuba Looking thing where they were trying to just float. Trying to get the, out. They're trying to float to the Philippines Looking is what they freedom. were trying to do. And uh, they brought them to Guam, and I interviewed a lot of them, and I made a little extra money on the side because I, I, I fed the DAP and the UPI at that time, uh, sound, and uh, my commander said that I could do that, but it was. That was one of the craziest things that I have ever covered. I went to the gym on base, and the gym was covered with people trying to get out of there. Stank the high heaven, all right? And they were getting these people in and letting them get showers, and they had uh, mess hall equipment and stuff, and they were feeding them and everything. And maybe that's the first time that it really dawned on me how important our freedoms really, really are here in the United States. I've been lucky in my career that I've got to do a lot of different things that a lot of other people have never gotten to do. But uh, it was, you know, and I'm 68. I've lived through a lot of crap, all right? 
I mean, I saw, I saw Jimmy Carter, and I thought he was the worst. <laughs> then Obama came, oh. and I yeah. thought nobody can outdo oh. Obama. And then that was just we got up, Biden maybe. now. Yeah, Biden. Biden is like. Ooh. It's been a challenge. Holy cow. Yeah, that's Until beyond Kamala a challenge. Gets her oh, yeah. This, this exactly. is what the world inherits when our country allows an illegitimate president to try to run our country. Yeah. You know, this is, this what, is why that has to this be This is resolved. what happens when the people don't pause to think. Yeah. They vote on Phillips. Well, they've been lying you know, to keep the blinders on. I mean, this, you, you, their trust, you, this guy, this guy had a, he had a 40-year track record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you not even look at it? Yeah. Nope. Did you not even look at it? They're, they want that low-hanging fruit, the oh, yeah. whatever it, the mainstream media tells them, yeah. where they don't have to think for themselves. They want He's someone nice else to tell them guy. how to think. He's a nice, nice guy. Nice. He That's what I've do heard. I heard a lot he of people say, well, well, he won't be mean on his tweets. And I wonder I what the wow, Americans yeah. think that are stuck in Afghanistan, how how they think about Biden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did, you, those, did you hear uh, what uh, nice Senator he Cotton said earlier in the show? He said there's four to 500 Americans, and they're not in Kabul. Yeah. We have they're never. spread out all over that yeah, country where it's really dangerous. Until Benghazi, we have never left people behind. Yeah. This is like. And then ripping the scab off of that, and now 10. we're doing it way over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's to, worse to an nth degree. It is disgusting and unacceptable. And where is everybody? Where is where's Kamala? Where's I mean, where's all these people? They're I mean, they're, 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 hiding. Hiding. they're hiding. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're hiding. Oh. Biden, Biden and his wife went back to their oh, yeah. vacation home during this. I mean, that tells you everything you need to know right now. And we have worldwide leaders meeting. It's not necessarily that they're on vacation, because in modern world now, you can be in a meeting on the beach. It's the disconnect. The disconnect. They are completely, it's like they have reached a goal, and they're they're rewarding themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we'll just call it in from the beach. Yeah, Yeah. right. Have y'all watched that documentary called The Agenda? Nope. Nope. Is it on Netflix? Uh, um, you can watch it. I, I think it's still on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube, but it's a two series, and it just talks about how in 1965 the communists were coming over here, and they had an agenda. Well, they to had turn a list. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what's funny? You read, you read that list, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. The Chinese it, have a list. It's the exact it's same one. It's the exact same, same one. Right. It is the, the exact same one. Yes, destroy yeah. the nuclear family, yep. introduce homosexuality. It's just The been, plan's been the same since day one. Yeah. Infiltrate well, the education just system. Reinvent it. It's just been, it's a play-by-play of exactly yeah. what's coming out. And this documentary came out, I think, in 2014 or it's so. It's just been remarketed so, to fit the, just, the generation and the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same it's agenda. It's 100% evil. That's for the BY generation before you. Evil. That's right. All right. Dallas Green and uh, Heather Beach. Yeah. Beach. Yeah. yeah. I get it right. <laughs> and then Elizabeth Sosolaro sitting across from me. I'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you. They're going to be a... A normal part of the show. They decided they wanted to. We love hanging out with you. It's nice. (laughs) Punish themselves. All right. We've got uh, news coming up, and then the Bible guys will be here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
hearts declare His praise. But who can stop the Lord Almighty? man he come back as king yeah that's right <laughs> and i can't wait he's he he'll settle this taliban thing oh you know it wouldn't take long did you hear about who the head of the taliban is steve mm, no you didn't hear it did you no. remember bergdahl yeah remember the five guys that they yeah they exchanged for him yeah one of them was that guy Really? We was the head of Yeah, he was going back to be a peaceful guy. Yeah, weren't we told they weren't gonna go back and do that anymore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They wrote a they signed their name. Right. They right. made an X. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they really knew how to sign their names or not, but anyway he was uh, he was in Gitmo for five years. Yep. Uh, it all comes back, I'm just telling you. And everybody so, who said the, the, the roosters came. Uh, the chickens came back to the came roost. Yeah. To roost. Yeah. Yes, you know, a lot of people forget it was a statement that was uh, tied to um, Osama bin Laden. Is he the part of the plan of nine eleven was to destroy us financially? Right. Well, when they uh, did that, we were about three trillion dollars in debt. What are we now? Thirty. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. He won. There's, they they won, and they know they've won. Yeah. No, and, they didn't just win in Afghanistan. Yeah. They won. We're we're done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with a positive note. We're done. Good. <laughs> I like you being and positive. Good morning. I always, always look forward to you being positive. What what plane was it that the people were holding on? Was that C five or C seventeen? Uh, C seventeen. Okay, that's yeah. the biggest, biggest one, right? Uh, no, C five is the biggest. Okay, one. yeah. I thought I laughed because it just I I I can't believe how dumb the media is at times. Have you seen the picture they show the inside of the, the plane and? All those people are packed in there like sardines, and yep. there's like 642 people in there. Yeah. And they say on the, on the news, they go, typically there'd be 150 troops on that. Well, tell them the exact, tell them all the truth here. Right. Yeah, 150 troops, all their equipment right. that they need for whatever they're going to do. They might have a A1 Abrams on that yeah. plane with them. Actually, I'm pretty sure they built that plane around the tank. <laughs> no, I did. Yeah. I think they wanted so to they be able could to move it around. It. Yep, it's a big, big yeah. tank. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think who did I have on. I had some somebody on here. Oh, Phil, uh, who was on with us yesterday, uh, was over in Afghanistan and Iraq. Well, he was in Iraq, and uh, he was commander. Hey, one oh, mm-hmm. That's a that's a killing machine. I'll tell you. You don't want to. You don't want to screw with it. You can't outrun it. You can get what? up to 65 miles an hour. A tank. tank, yeah, tank 65 tank. miles an hour. Yeah. Wide open. Not for long. I'm going to say that. You can't do it for long. But long enough that you can't outrun it. Probably not the smoothest ride at 65 miles <laughs> no, an hour. No, it probably so. isn't at all. Because uh, when you look at all those people, that's about 120, 130,000 pounds worth of people. Yeah. Uh, you don't think about it that way you yeah. know, when you start. You do if you're a load master. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly how you think about it. And uh, it, that plane took off without a problem. Yeah, They could have got quite a few more people, put them on people's shoulders if they wanted Actually, to. Actually, I think that plane's capable of like 300,000 or something crazy like that. All right. I uh, want everybody sad. today, when you have some quiet time, to say a special prayer. We had uh, a piece of audio that we played from uh, uh, Senator Cotton. 
and there is somewhere between 400 and 500 Americans still in Afghanistan, yeah. not in Kabul, out beyond the wire, all right? They're out in, in the Wild West out there wanting to know how they're supposed to get to the plains to get them out of there. Yeah. And so uh, say a prayer for them. They're going to uh, need it. I'm going to tell you, they're going to need it. We got emails um, yesterday from um, some missionaries that we support um, who are still in country and don't see a way to get out. And the the email tried to have a very positive, upbeat sort of note, but the end, the final paragraph uh, of that uh, email just blatantly said, we anticipate going to meet the Lord very, very soon. Please mm-hmm. pray for us. Um, yeah, yeah they're coming for them. Mm-hmm. That's that's the truth of the situation, folks. Um, so, wow, was was not a we didn't we didn't handle as a country we did not handle that properly. So I will I will say this. I'll, I'll remind everybody what the Apostle Paul said. All right, uh, to not be here, mm-hmm. is to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Yeah, I know it sounds bad. You're gonna have to die. Everybody dies. Yeah. All right. Everybody want to go to heaven. Everybody want to die. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. And I just don't think that it's, you know, unless they're roasting you in a cage or something like that, uh, that it it's a long, drawn out process to 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 cross the veil, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. I kind of think that you get to cross the veil and Jesus is going to be standing there waiting for you. Yeah. I get excited about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, why do I say that? My grandfather, when he passed away from cancer, woke his family up in the middle of the night. I was up up in northwest Indiana. My father and I had just gone back uh, because the death watch was on. He had cancer, and they knew he was going to die. My mother was there, and uh, his wife was there, and there were a couple other people there, too. And he made the statement to the people at the house. He says, get up. And uh, mom said that she she told him, Daddy, go back to sleep. You need your rest. He says, don't you want to be with me on my last night here? Hmm. And so they, they got up, and they sat there and, and talked. And they talked about all the good times with the family and stuff. And then he sat up in bed. He was bedridden. My father could only, or my grandfather could only drink water out of a spoon. He had cancer so badly. And uh, he looked at the family. He said, Jesus, there he is right there. <laughs> and he fell back in his bed dead. Mm. Wow. So <laughs> I have no doubt. Right. I have no doubt what's going to happen. Yeah, man. The Apostle Paul said to die is gain. That's yeah. Right. I mean, so right. a lot. We think, see, we are so used to being here. Yep. Yeah. And, yep, yep, and, yep. And, one, and, and worrying about what kind of car we're going to drive. Right. right. That ain't gonna matter. That, that yeah. this is all just. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie the, um, the Twelve Strong about what happened yes. in Afghanistan? Yeah, when they were on the horses. Yeah, yeah. great movie. Great movie. There's a line um, that the um, I forgot the guy's name who was the uh, Elmsworth. No, the Afghan <laughs> the Afghan leader. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Um, and he said that uh, to you, um, death doesn't seem that great because where you live is greater than heaven versus our view right mm-hmm. he made this very powerful statement that over here we can't wait to die because this is basically hell yeah uh, and then because we have lost that focus here because 
we have it so phenomenal. Because we're so materialistic. Yep. Yep. You're right. You know, why you want to rush off to heaven if you got a TV in every one of your, you know, bedrooms and in your living room and you got your your refrigerators full of food and, you know, you don't have to worry about anything. I mean, I made the statement the other day. I wish my father were still alive because I'd like to see him to see where I live. Yeah. Yeah. I, I grew up, I didn't grow up in any place bigger than 400 square feet as far as a house or an apartment. Mm-hmm. I grow up, I, I live now in a house that the living room and dining room is bigger than any of the houses yeah. I ever grew up in. Wow. That I have, uh, you know, 1,800 square feet. I got a two-car garage. In the backyard, I've got a swimming pool that's got 33,000 gallons of water in it. Yeah. And I've got a, a deck that I can go out and sun if I want to and then yeah, be careful roll. about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't walk on it anymore. <laughs> and then roll off and into the pool if I want to. Yeah. You know, I live better than Solomon did. <laughs> right. I mean seriously. Yeah. You know, I don't have now I don't have all the women from all the other nations <laughs> coming in and holding the grapes over me yeah. and all of that stuff. But well, sure just, tell you, just tell your wife to get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but that's make sure you start recording start. before you have that conversation. Yeah. I want to see that's that. Right. So I want to start sure. peeling the grapes, honey. I'm on my way home. <laughs> I'm just thinking, man. Just peeling the grapes. I like, that. I like that. All right, guys. It's good to see all three of you in the studio again. Good to Steve, see you, I know you've been working hard. Yeah, been on and, the morning shift. And I know that uh, Scott has been around and been preaching in other areas of the country. That's true. That's true. And how many people are there in Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I think I think actually as a whole I think Iowa's I think it's larger than Arkansas. You just got to be in the right place, in the right to, place. Yeah, yeah, Des Moines or something like that to find them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was in I was in Sioux City. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you were yeah. in a pretty good sized city. Yeah. That. But to get there, you got to drive through a lot of corn. Yeah. Did you eat any corn. sweet corn while you were there? I, I did eat sweet corn, not while I was there, but I bought it and brought it back. There, you, there go. you go. But the you little, know, the but, little nibbits, right? But you know what? Someone gave us some uh, sweet corn from uh, from Cabot uh-huh. before we'd gone the trip. It was better than the uh, Iowa corn. Was it the but was it the little sweet corn? I mean, the white kernels. Yes, mm-hmm. it was, think, and it was better than that. The, with the stuff I had, well, you know, now that you say it, maybe it's just light yellow. I don't remember. No, it wasn't a white piece of corn. Okay. But, See, but in Indiana, it's, yeah. the sweet corn is white. Yep. And okay. it no, t- it's it like wasn't putting that. a sugar cube in your Are mouth you almost. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't get that from It's from really Iowa. good. Now, I, that was hyperbole. It doesn't okay. taste like a sugar cube, but it is really <laughs> yeah. sweet. Yeah. There's a, there's a reason that the majority of the sweetener we use these days comes from corn. Yeah. So, yeah. That, You're right. that high fructose corn syrup. That's it's, That yellow package, Splendor? Go figure. It's that is a corn a uh, a um, uh, molecule that they took out of corn and they reconfigured it. That's what it is. It's corn, right? That's why people like it better than sometimes better than they like uh, uh, you know the blue package because yeah. the blue package is chemicals, right? <laughs> but I, I like the blue package. I drink the it's pink stuff. Sweeter, uh, yeah. You know all the, the all stuff. the years we've been doing this, I've never seen the ropes hanging down. Yeah, behind us. From the window washers? The mm-hmm. Yeah, that, they're window washers. Yeah, I've never seen that. They're, they're, they've been... Oh, that. It, gotcha. 
pray that they don't stop outside our windows, all right? Because <laughs> they got a reciprocal saw, and they get it on that frame, and oh, it is, really? oh, it's loud. It's real loud. Oh, wow. All right, let's get the first uh, break in, get it done, and then we'll come back, and we'll get to our question that we've got from uh, a listener. I left my phone uh, at Joe's garage yesterday because I got my car fixed, and uh, and I left my phone in the in in the car they gave me to try. Heidi's laughing at me because I forgot it at my house yesterday, <laughs> and now I've forgotten my phone at Joe's garage. So I'll pick it up after I get off the air, and uh, and have that as as far as that goes. <laughs> All right, nineteen minutes after seven. Don't forget about uh, you know. Uh, Mr. Davis, Pat Davis, your health care man. And uh, if you need health insurance, he's the man to talk to. 30 to 50% off his health insurance versus what you've got now. Uh, if you're self-employed, he's really the guy to talk to because you've got some special problems uh, that he can help you with. Uh, it's actual insurance, not a share plan. There's a difference there. And uh, you can choose any provider in the nation. You can even choose Blue Cross Blue Shield if you want to. They can uh, do this with him as well. No co-pays. That's the big one. No co-pays. You're not going to pay 75 or $100 or maybe even more to see the, you know, before you even see the doctor. Uh, you, you'll not have to pony up the money for that. And if there's any excess money left over, then you get it, not the insurance company. That's Pat Davis. Call him 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have all three of our Bible guys back here in the uh, the studio. Steve is here. Of course, Scott is here, and uh, Billy is here. Billy was here last week, and uh, he's got his his chauffeur with him as well, mm-hmm. and uh, he does a great job as well. His son is, is in the studio with us as well today. All right, so, Scott, you've got – I don't have my phone, yes. so you have the question. Uh, I think Billy has the question. No, Billy has have, the question. Yeah, the question. Okay, okay, read the question, Billy says uh good morning i would like to ask the bible guys a couple of questions for tomorrow's show firstly how do they maintain their spiritual strength do they use a, a daily bible reading plan etc second how do they feel about the current state of the church after the covid year and do they feel that the next delta variant is going to explode like the first wave any advice for a church going through this uh next wave yeah well he can give you you can give you advice because they're going through it just like everybody else is yeah, going through it. Yeah, it's Scott. But what was that first? The first part of that? Uh, how do you maintain your spiritual strength? Do right. you use a daily reading program? Yeah. Um, I I don't use a daily reading program myself. Um, I typically um, just like to um, kind of um, follow what I feel in my heart to to read or study about. I do I do read the Word every day, um, and so. For me, uh, I find that that's better. I know some people like more structure, and so they like to read, you know, two proverbs, one psalm, you know, a gospel, some something like that. But, but uh, I don't, I don't particularly do that myself. So I personally, before I, this, this is this is what I endeavor to do. I the first thing I let my eyes see is the scripture. I don't check text. I don't look at a tweet. I don't read headlines. The first thing I do after I grab a cup of coffee is I open up uh, the scripture, and so that's the first thing that I get uh, in the morning. 
and uh, and I and I read that, and then I'll I'll typically say um, uh, a couple of short uh, prayers before uh, before beginning my uh, my day. So that's the way I start off my uh, my day, and so I don't use a particular Bible um, study plan uh, per se. My wife does. My wife actually has a very structured way, and she'll you know she'll read through the Bible every year because she got has it worked out. Um, I like to be uh, a little bit more fluid myself. All right. What about you, Steve? Uh, kind of a combination. So we follow the uh, the um, what's known as the Parshas, the uh, Torah reading cycles. So there's a a, um, a Torah reading breakdown, and then what's known as the Haft Torah, which is from the prophets. And we kind of follow that in our weekly studies, and for the most part, our weekly readings. Sometimes I'm not so good at following it, but that's our basic structure. Um, and then, but mostly it's kind of the same thing. You know, whatever that I feel compelled. Most of the time I'm I'm studying something or reading something topically, right? So I'm not really um, just reading. Most of the time I don't just sit down and read like the Book of Romans or something like that. But, you know, sometimes I do. It just kind of goes with a, an ebb and flow. But because I'm always working on a sermon or something I'm researching or studying or whatever, most of my reading and studying is just basically topically. But I don't. this fall we are going to start with a, a different cycle that will be more structured uh, it's something that we're wanting to do for the Saturday congregation and for new people. That way, we do go through an annual I've reading. I got to come Saturday. Wait on you. I I got to come over for that. Okay, tell again. This is this. I'm going to call it this Jewish church. All right, <laughs> we got Jewish church on right. Saturdays over at Agape. Right. All right. Yeah. You got Shabbat. I mean, that's yeah. what we're and talking Shabbat about. Shabbat services at uh, one o'clock. We title our group Ahava because we it's a picture of. Even though we are a ministry of agape, it's uh, what we like to refer to as basically a picture of the one new man, the Greek agape and the Hebrew ahava, same word, love, uh, that we just have a picture of what is, I guess how you could say things were in the first century, that it's Jew and Gentile coming together, worshiping together in the Lord. And it's kind of the picture, so we want to make available a Shabbat service for those that want to do that, or if they're content with the traditional Sunday services, and they can do that. Yeah, go go to this. I I went to the other church uh, or synagogue. Yeah, uh, the key uh, lot, the one in Sherwood. Yeah, yeah, out in Sherwood, and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it uh, a lot. A lot of singing. Yeah, there was dancing. Yep. You know, I'll still there. You know, you still doing that oh, yeah. over here? But we changed up um, uh, quite a bit different from how we were doing things over there. Um, but uh, but yeah, basically the same thing. You let Billy preach. Oh yeah, cool. Every once in a while, I get to run my mouth. Are you, well, you going to go up in the, in your wheelchair? We people need a nap. We, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's going to be a good hour, hour and a half long nap. Too, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And so you know, Billy, how do how do you keep yourself? What do so you do? I'm one of those who does need a little more structure. So uh, I've I've actually used the MJA for um, I don't know four or five years now. Why don't you tell us what that is? Yeah. The Messianic Jewish Alliance of America, uh, I believe, is what that stands for. But they have a reading program. Um, so we talked about the Torah cycle. So they have the full Torah cycle in there. So you've got the Torah and the Haftorah there. And then they also work through um, the remainder of the scriptures in a daily reading sort of format. So um, that's what we'll be adopting as the new Torah cycle starts. Um, and then kind of in the same vein... Um, because I'm one of those who is a checklist sort of person, right? So I need to go, yes, check. I got my reading done. And then allow that to direct um, where else I'm exploring, what else I'm um, 
consuming, uh, and I, I tend to do that pretty early. I like uh, it's not always the first thing, just because of the nature of, of my life and my job. It's not always the very first thing I get done in the morning. But I try to consume that early, generally before the rest of the family is up, because once the rest, the rest of the family is up. It can be difficult to get that sort of thing done. So um, I wonder why that is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, three kids and a wife, and all of them demanding attention. And in this day and age, when I work from home as well, um, all right, I, put my, I have put my hands up. I'm not worshiping the Lord right now. We got to take a break. We'll come back and talk more. Bill O'Reilly is ready to go. Let's hear what he has to say. Let me tell you what it it always pays to be ready. Uh, for any kind of scenario that's what the military does they they lay out scenario after scenario after scenario except that the taliban can move fast all right they didn't they didn't do that one i mean it amazed me listening i, I to the promise president. you the military did the they politicians prevented them right. I guarantee you that's how that happened i'm not a milli fan all right that's the the, the, the uh, chairman of the joint chiefs but he told Biden, don't do it. Yep. Don't do it. Well, that's to get me into my East End towing, all right, to talk about it. <laughs> uh, and what, I, what I'm trying to say is that you have to be ready for, you know, what happens that you're not expecting. And life teaches us, I think, that sooner or later your car is going to break down. Hmm. And it will break down at the most inopportune time in the worst place possible that it can break down at. And uh, if it's on the expressway or on a 67 or out on a two-lane highway somewhere, uh, you want to know who you're going to have do the towing for you. Because uh, a towing company could end up putting you in an impound lot somewhere, and then you got all kinds of problems. Uh, East End Towing, you don't have to worry about that. They're going to take your car where you tell them to take it, and you know they'll come out and take care of you. Maybe you just by uh, chance uh, lock your keys in your car. Well, they'll come out and open up your car for you. They, they, They do flat tires. They do all of it. So let me give you a phone number. Take this phone number, and because I've been known to lock myself out of my car a few times, uh, put it into your wallet or put it in your purse. That way you'll have it with you. 501-888-8849. That's the number for East End Towing so that if you need them, uh, they can help you. Because uh, no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it and has all the answers for you. 501 888 49 don't lose that number keep it uh they belong to arkansas towing and recovery board they're licensed they're insured and each one of their trucks is permitted here in the state that's east end towing 501-888-8849 all right back to uh our uh, bible guys uh how do I uh, – let me answer that to, question, too. Did, you didn't ask me, but I'll answer it anyway. How do you say spiritually strong? I think it comes down faith. Yeah. Faith. I mean, somebody said, Dave, what happens if, if somebody from another planet comes here? Well, I know they needed Jesus, they too. Need Jesus. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> right, that's what Billy Graham said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried. That's not going to destroy my faith. It would destroy a lot of people's faith, I believe, but yeah. it, it won't mind because I've seen God work in my life. Yeah. 
I've seen things that you can't explain yeah. except by yeah. the supernatural moving That's right. of God. That's right. Period. Yep. So uh, you're not going to move me off that dime. Amen. Nope. All right. And and going back to the whole idea of faith, that's why it's important for people to be in a place in a church and in their own life where they're hearing the scripture. Because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't come by having heard it. It doesn't come by um, you know you having um, good friends. It doesn't come by. It comes by you hearing the word. And sometimes people, for example, some people say, "Well, I didn't. You know, I, I I'm not I'm not." Um, doing well in life so they pull away from church they pull away from reading the word pull closer to yeah that's right and when they pull away what happens is they hear less of the word which mm-hmm. means their faith gets weaker which means they have less of god moving in their life and it's just a, it's just a um, you know it's a terrible cycle that people get into so the way you're going to keep your faith strong is by hearing the word and that's why a good uh, reading of the scripture however you go about it is important to keep yourself strong actually the bible tells us that the the scripture is actually food it's a spirit food, basically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you want to get spiritually weak, don't or physically weak, don't eat food. If you want to get spiritually weak, then don't uh, then don't read the word. That's why you're going to read the word. That's like eating your wheaties. Yeah, that's right. Eat your wheaties. Read the word. Pray the word. Declare the word. Uh, spend time in God's presence. However, God would lead you to do that. But all those things are important to. Uh, Eating, having a balanced spiritual life. There's only one picture on the Wheaties box for the word. That's Jesus Christ. You don't have to worry. You didn't have to worry about Bruce Jenner. I was right? going to say, yeah. it didn't work out too well for Bruce. <laughs> 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 he didn't have to do that. That's the yeah. problem. That's, anyway, <laughs> I, I just freak out every time I see him on television. All right. What was the last part of that? The second half of that was um, how do they feel about the current state of the church mm. after the COVID year? And what are we expecting from the Delta variant? Um, any advice for a church going through the next wave? This is some very uh, important stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and say just um, the current state of the church um, after the COVID wave, um, I would say it's it's bad. Yeah. Um, I have um, personally, our church, we're still missing um, 35, 40% of our congregation. Wow. Um, they're with us online. And we know they're with us online because we see them interacting on when when we do live streaming, and we also can see that they're still uh, giving through giving records. So we know they're still participating, um, but they haven't come back yet, and that's a real travesty because the Christian faith is very tactile. It, in, right. It's meant to be. You're meant to lay hands on people. You're meant to give each other a holy kiss. You're holy. meant to serve communion. You're meant to baptize people. All these things involve touching mm. and and uh, and so our faith is not meant to be a distant faith and so that's why the body needs to be connected to the body it needs mm-hmm. to be together um and um i think the enemy is taking advantage of the situation and really really wreaked a lot of havoc i have friends of mine um i was talking to a guy in north carolina um you know 60 percent of his people have not returned another friend of mine his his church he said he's it's 10 years plus old and he says we're having to basically start all over again as if the church was just birthing because that's how many people um, we're gone. Um, another another friend of mine in Oklahoma, they they're missing um, half of their congregation. So it's wreaked havoc. Uh, it's exposed great weakness mm-hmm. in the body, and uh, and people are now using COVID as an excuse. Excuse. Well, yeah. I still don't feel feel quite comfortable coming back. But 
They don't have a problem going to work every day, or they don't have a problem go, taking their kids to Branson, or they don't have a problem going and doing this and that, or having their kids back in sports or going to school. But going to church is just a you know it's just a bridge too far. Preach it. And uh, yeah. so I, I think the state of the church is very is very weak right now. Just sad. It was a very short sermon from Scott. Very <laughs> very well done. Very well done. Very yeah, short. you're right. It's amazing how people can go out and do this and that. Go to the movies and everything, yeah. but they're not going to go back to church. That's because yeah. they just need an excuse. Yep, literally right. an excuse, you know, and this is as good as any. Yep, mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's just the state. Right. About two weeks ago, two Shabbats ago, because I was hearing all the stuff that you know what's going on in Central Arkansas, and you know the news and everything was making it sound like you know like the was it the Holy Grail? Bring out your dead. They're making yeah. it sound like it was so bad, right? That that and it is bad, right? So I just wanted to calm everybody down. I said, and I went to the WHO. I went to the um, the um, COVID site. I went to the state and just pulled the state site and just pulled out statistics and just told everybody. And in short, if you in Arkansas catch COVID, you have a ninety eight point five percent chance of surviving it. And and just using their numbers, that's all I did, right? And I just said, please be calm. Please don't freak out. Be smart. And then I gave him the numbers. If you're over 65, that was the greatest risk factor. And just said, yeah, if you want to, if you want to take, <laughs> I said, if you want to take the vaccine, that's that's up to you. If you don't, that's up to you. I said, but here's the numbers. Don't let them fear you into anything. Mm-hmm. And that's and you would think the way they're projecting all of this that we'd have a 10 or 20 percent death rate, and we don't. Fear is of the devil. Yeah. yeah. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of yeah, power. That's exactly right. So that's why all I did was just go, here's the numbers. Do what you want with them. Despite how they're projecting it on the news, here are facts. And that's you just do what you want with it. So is the next stuff going to increase? Who knows? You know, but just look at the numbers. You can get the numbers every day and find out what the reality is. I was reading the news. I read the news constantly mm-hmm. just because of the job that I do. And one of the stories was scientists looking at newer variants. I mean, they do that for the flu. Right. Yeah. See, that they don't preface it. They don't give you a context. No. Yeah. All right. For this all day. It's context, just like the flu. And context is everything. That's right. You, know, you hear people say, you can make a, the Bible say anything you want. Yep. Yeah, if you take it out of context. That's right. Context forces a correct understanding. And the same goes with you know, a casual conversation with a friend or when you're dealing with these, quote, variants of, uh, yeah. of COVID-19. And that's why I said the way I said it, because we're not doctors, right? We're, we're preachers, nope. right? And so anything that we would say would be speculative about the Delta stuff and all that stuff. But the reason I said what I said is go do your own research. What I did was for the people that I'm responsible for and say, here are the facts. Do and go to reliable can. sites. Correct. Yeah. All right. If, if, if it's got like uh, why COVID will kill the world. Uh, it's probably right. not the <laughs> right. dot com you want to go to. I'm, right. I'm just being honest with you yep. as far as that goes. Uh, I mean, I uh, the CDC has gotten it wrong. WHO has gotten some of it wrong. But when they're all agreeing on something, that's when you know that they're probably on to something. Yeah. Be honest yeah. with you. All right. Now, when we come back, I got some cool stuff that I want uh, Scott and uh, Steve and Billy to talk about. If you're wanting to really get involved from a Hebraic viewpoint about Jesus. They're doing things at Agape you gotta get involved with. You gotta go you might have to go to church twice a week. 
Wow. I'm just saying, instead of going Sunday and Wednesday, if you're Baptist, you're going to go Saturday and Sunday. All right. Just, just let's do it that. All right. But uh, we're going to talk about that. It's really important stuff. And I'm going to get involved on Saturday. I'm really cool. looking forward to doing this. Do you have questions about filing for Social Security? Get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet called Your Guide to Social Security. It's from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. Uh, it's a 27-page booklet. outlines what you need to know that could help you get even more income when you do file for Social Security. Because you'll do that if you file when you're 66 and a half. You can get more money than you do if you file at 62. If you're within five years of filing for Social Security, get that free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. And as a bonus, you're going to receive a free customized Social Security analysis that pinpoints the optimal time to ring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone. Call right now, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. All right, let's finish it up for today. we got uh, 10 minutes uh, remaining, and it's going. I'm going to spend 10 minutes on this. All right, Steve, we're going to start it with you. Saturday is Shabbat. Yes, sir. All right. That's like saying, guys, if you're Christian, Sunday's church. Right. All right. This is this is the Shabbat is what God set up. Mm-hmm. All right. We're not so we're not supposed to forget Shabbat. Mm-hmm. As a Christian, as Christianity has grown, uh, it has stripped itself of a lot of its Hebraic history. Yeah. Uh, and have done it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And. Let's talk about that. You guys have uh, a service on Saturdays people can go to, yep. and there's a lot of historical meaning in Shabbat, is there not? Yeah. So a lot of people say, um, I go to church on Sunday, right? Or right. If now they would say, oh, well, you, you have services on Shabbat, or you go to church on Shabbat. That's uh, actually not how that would be portrayed. What you should say is, I go to Sunday if you are a Sunday church, because what that means is it's a day. It's not an hour event. It's not a two-hour event. It's a day. Shabbat right. means 24 hours. It's a complete day of rest from the world to be completely separate. Okay, now let me ask. Ben Shapiro is a good friend of mine, all right? And he is one of the most conservative Jews I know. And I can't call him on his cell phone That's on right. Saturday. Right. Okay, he won't answer it. He turns it off because mm-hmm. that's part of Shabbat, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because I mean it's not in the Bible. It doesn't turn off yourself. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. Right. Well, we're to unplug. Right. We're supposed right. to be completely other, completely different. And Shabbat is actually the picture of holiness because we picture holiness as being jean skirts and hair buns, right? Or three piece suits, right? That's what our picture of holiness is. Or I don't say shoot fire or dang. That that that's kind of true, but. Holiness means to be completely other. It means to be completely separate. So Saturday Shabbat is an event. It's a day. That whole day is to be completely other. Pastor Scott made a great point. He said that even if people who went to church on Sundays, if they if they believed it was to Shabbat, they still don't treat it like Shabbat right, because they right. go to church for an hour or two on Sunday, then they go cut the grass Sunday afternoon. Right? Mm-hmm. It's still not a holy day that they have set apart completely to the Lord. They've set an hour or two aside for the Lord, but Shabbat is 
the day that God said, this is the day that I have made holy, that I have set apart for you, and that his spirit rests on that day different than any other day. I can try and preach it to you. I can try and talk it to you. But until you actually say, I am setting the Shabbat aside, until you actually experience it and feel the spirit that is different on that day, you will never understand it. So, yes, I would encourage you to come to 701 Napa Valley Drive at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. Give them a a kind of feel for Billy. Okay, it starts at 1. What's a typical length of service for for Saturday? (laughs) I think that's probably the one situation we shouldn't have brought up, (laughs) right? right? Uh, So if you want to come for worship and the sermon, it's going to be typical in length. It's, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. If you want to hang out with us the whole day where we do the Bible study, we consume a meal together because it was part of what the, the, the Lord and the disciples did, right? They broke bread together continuously. So we do that every, um, every Saturday afternoon. Uh, we then do Bible study together. Um, every other week, we also have a worship, a worship night where we hang around and, and do music and dance and these things together. If you're there for the long service, we're pushing seven hours. Seven hours? Yeah. So typical um, service is about four to five. Yeah. If you include the the worship time, the preaching time, the study time, and the meal time. Yeah. Okay. But as we make a day because we've set apart the day. Yep. Basically yep. one to six or seven o'clock. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Just want everybody to be aware. I don't want you to get there and but, say, "Oh my God!" But you can also. But you can leave. I mean, you yeah. don't have to stay. I mean, after the sermon's over, there's a there's a pause in between yep. where there's transitioning, and if that's when you need to go, then yep. that's great. If you need to kind of. Put your toe in the water and get used to it. Then, yep. then you can do that. Yeah, we don't lock the doors once you walk in. <laughs> okay, so if you if you leave if you leave the service and you go home, that doesn't mean Shabbat's over. Shabbat's That's still going true. on. This is true. This is true. All right. So, what does that mean when you're at home? Does that mean you just sit around, or what? Can you watch? I mean, if you still watch the NFL, can you watch the NFL? I mean, what, what well, can you and do? all that stuff is what everybody's going to do individually. There's a lot of people that will take it to the level that uh, Ben Shapiro does. They don't do anything electronic, no television, no nothing. Uh, we personally, the reason we had that service moved to the afternoon is because we like the idea of being able to sleep in and rest on Shabbat. Um, you know, I don't have any problem yeah. with that part. It, it, when you, when especially if you're sitting in a leadership position, if you start services at ten o'clock in the morning, you're not sleeping in. Right. You're getting up no. early. You're getting there and making sure everything is ready for the services. So that was in part. So mainly, it's the rest. But if you do, if congregations that do do morning services, um, just going home, taking a nap, taking a family, going to a walk from the park, it's just not going to work. It's not doing. It's not cutting the grass. It's not doing the normal stuff. It's rest. that you do. It's, it's completely different. That's right than all other days that's right so if you it's like it's like the tithe the tithe is holy it's it, you treat the you don't pay t- bills with the tithe you don't go out to eat with the tithe you don't go to the movies with the tithe. you don't put right. gas in your car with the tithe. the tithe money is treated entirely different than the other 90 percent. so it's and it's the same way here that this shabbat is treated differently than all other days it has to look different and feel different and, and be lived differently that's right all right now, Steve, Steve's always making fun of me because I have two phones. But what he don't doesn't understand is that's part of that's part of Shabbat for me, because I still need my family to be able to get a hold of me right. on, on Saturday. But my work phone gets completely ignored. On and I've I've work phone. I have a work phone. <laughs> that that phone gets completely ignored um, from sundown to sundown, Friday to Saturday. I I don't. Um, if it is some. The world burning down emergency. My boss does know how to get a hold of my personal phone, but my work phone gets ignored. Okay, I got to hold off on that because I want to come back now to Scott. Hmm. You guys have been talking about uh, 
uh, starting a, some kind of a study class for Shabbat. Yeah. Well, what we do in the in the fall for the winter is we instead of, on Wednesday night instead of having one general service for the whole congregation, we actually offer classes so that people can kind of pick and choose what they would like to study. Uh, and um, and the, coming up in the fall, we'll be offering um, two or three different classes that people can choose and take. And uh, a couple of them will be uh, Hebraically oriented. I think one will be on prayer, so that's more more general. But the others will be more Hebraically oriented. And Pastor Steve is wanting to start um, a class on what was it called again? Uh, Jesus, my rabbi. Jesus, my rabbi. And that 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 course you have. Wait to, a second. Jesus was a Jew. He yeah. was okay. a Jew. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, that class you have to actually pay for. The rest of them you don't have to pay for. This one you have to pay for because of all the materials that you get with it. So why don't you just kind it's of like say si- It's only like 60 bucks a year for the materials. 60 seconds. Yeah. And it, it, it's a course that it was created by a group called First Fruits of Zion. And it, what it is is it it's a short version of our college. If you need to find out all of the things that don't make sense to you in the scriptures and all of their um, Hebraic metaphors and euphemisms and parables and all this stuff. It's a great course to get you introduced to the Hebraic roots of the faith. And it, right. it would be in conjunction with the Wednesday night. I just got to applaud Pastor Scott for staying with Wednesday nights because there's a lot of churches that have given up on midweek yeah. services. Yeah. And it's a shame. All right. So we got about 20 seconds. So let me just say this. In the fall, don't know what the date will be. Uh, but uh, Pastor Scott will be teaching Hebrew again. That's correct. I'm going to take part in that. I can't wait. You know, I can wait for it. But <laughs> anyway, uh, it just makes sense. The more Hebrew you know, the better you're going to do in your walk. It just Amen. makes sense to me. Scott, thanks for coming. Thank you, sir. Great to see you. You're going to be off the road for a while? Actually, no. I leave on Sunday. got a wedding on the East Coast. My nephew's getting married, so I won't be here next week, guys. Okay. Steve and, of course, uh Uh, Billy, thank you for coming as well. We're out of time. Bible Guys next week at same time on Tuesday. I'm back with you tomorrow, 6 a.m. for a Wednesday show here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.